This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff. Joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hey. Hello. All right. Today, to continue off Spooky October, we're going to be talking about Scream. Spooktober. Wes Craven's final Good nightmare. <laughs> final new nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, this movie, I, I should have been a little more prepared. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Starting off strong. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a movie that came out in 1981 called Scream, but that's not the one we want. 1996. That's the one. Is when this came out. Starring Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette, director Wes Craven, writer Ken, Kevin Williamson. Of Dawson's Creek fame. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was his first big hit, and then he got Dawson's Creek on the air. And then he also did uh, Teaching Miss something or other, some other dark comedy slasher type of thing but that bombed like big time because that was like his first script that he couldn't sell but once he became successful the studio bought that script also and then it went terribly okay so did you guys see this in the movie theater yes oh i think so yes i don't think i got laid afterwards i i don't think i know i didn't get laid (laughs) And I know I did not see this in the theater because this is right when I was starting college and not going to. I was I'm done with movies, man. I got to study and do all the other crap. So I'm an adult. <laughs> you threw it on. This you threw the movie stupid, on the ground. Yeah, this is like Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> horror movies. That's how it was described to me. So <laughs> what? Yeah, because it's making fun of the horror genre, but. People didn't tell me it was an actual horror movie itself. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. Top five worst moments of Scream. Ooh, Scott, worst. you can lead us off this week. Okay, uh, my number five worst is the... That it's this movie's full of, in quotes, high school kids. <laughs> like So this this is kind of a two-fold thing. For starters, it's always the obvious thing, and this movie's far from the first to be guilty of it, but... Right. I think the youngest looking one was Nev Campbell. <laughs> and then you had Nev Campbell. I mean, not Nev Campbell. You had uh, Matthew Lillard. He already looks like he's 30. <laughs> yeah, he was the oldest of the cast, right? He was like the, the Harrison yeah, Ford. Uh, Jamie Kennedy also is looking pretty old. Uh, so and this, well, who's... this is more of a, a complaint after watching it again today. Uh, at the time, I probably didn't care. But yeah, none of these people looked like they were actually in high school. Not even close. Matthew Lillard, that's the like, the shaggy guy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stu. Serial killer. Yep. All right. That's right. Uh, he, yeah, so, so there's that, and the other part was just nobody in this movie acts like a high school kid. Like, Nev Campbell comes a little close um, in a couple scenes, but for the most part, they're all just, I mean, they're, they're all, the worst of them is like Hollywood ugly, except for Jamie Kennedy. And <laughs> yeah, he's ugly, ugly. Uh, and uh, they—they're all just like hypersexed, and they just don't act like real people. That's basically <laughs> that's my problem. More of a problem with the age thing, though. All right, my only counter argument to this is that this movie is so meta; they kind of had to do that, right? Because they're making fun of the genres. True, in a way, that, that is true. That is true. But, like, everybody's just such a complete shithead in this movie, except for Dev Campbell's character. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I guess I'll do mine next. Um, <laughs> these are stupid, because I actually really like this movie, so it's kind of hard for me to come up with five yeah, things that I like. Yeah, me too. But, I, um, I really had to be nitpicky. Just, this is, a, the guy's name in real life is Skeet. Forget that. That's dumb. <laughs> skate, skate, skate. Good old skate. <laughs> yeah. But that was before we even knew what that meant. So, 
Yeah, whatever. It's still a stupid name. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. So there you go. There's my number five. It's dumb actor named Skeet. I wonder... Uh, Alex. What, sorry, real quick. I wonder what, what Skeet's been up to lately. <laughs> Nothing. He did that Jesus movie and then he's out. a whole lot of things. Uh, he died at the end of this, Scott, so... Oh. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> Alright, Alex. Five. My number five is uh, it, at, at some point it just tries a little bit too hard to be funny. I know that's kind of the point, one of the points the movie's trying to make, but it, it's like, okay, this is enough. When's somebody going to get killed now? Stop quipping. It's just kind of <laughs> – that's also kind of my complaint with Marvel cinematic movies in general. It's a bit too, too, bit too much quippy. Hmm. Wait, what's an example? Well, it's basically just Jamie Kennedy, and it's a bit, a bit too. Even though I like it being self-aware, it's a bit too much for my taste. Okay, I disagree, but I can see where you're coming from. Hmm. More stabbing, please. <laughs> All right, Scott, number four, um, worst item. Right, my worst number four is just the fact that that Sydney, and to a lesser extent, everybody else all decide to have this big party in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> well, it's knowing what teenagers that, knowing do. Knowing that there's a, a goddamn serial killer. Well, yeah, that there's a serial killer on the loose. Yeah, let's go have a party. I can get it because kids are dumb. But there's no reason Sydney, like... <laughs> she's, she, she should have just, like, been hanging out at the police station, like, the whole time. Their dad gone. And their Witsec. Yeah. Yeah, because at that point, he was still their main suspect, right? Her dad? Well, no, just the fact that, like, her dad's missing, and the oh, serial killer that, okay, that already yeah, tried to kill her, by the way. It's not like <laughs> it's not like she, like, knows that he's out there. Like, she's actually encountered him, and she's like, oh, I'll, I'll just go to this party. Like, I'll be safe there. I, I, it doesn't make any sense at all. And I get, Once again, though, Scott, I get, I get, Jamie Kennedy's telling you this. No, I get, I get what you're saying, Jeff. I, I, I actually thought about that, the whole, like, meta thing that was going on. And it still doesn't make any sense for her, because she's, like, the smart one. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're right. All those movies are like that, so that's why I yeah. don't have yeah. a problem with that. But, yeah, it's always stupid in a movie why they yeah. do the thing. Why teenagers do the things they do. That's true. <laughs> Just run outside, bitch. Don't go upstairs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, My number four is... The ghost face mask. Really? You didn't like it? Like it. But I don't know if it's... Be I don't remember how I really felt the first time I saw it. It's so hard. It's been so long now that I don't know if it if it's scary at first. But now it's just such a stupid... I mean, it might as well be the Ghostbusters symbol. I don't know. It doesn't... <laughs> it's not scary. But I was thinking about this. Like, maybe it really was scary the first time I watched it. I don't remember. Well, maybe after, like... Do you guys have any... After five, five of these and the, the scary movie movies... That right. Another way to, to ruin it. I I, mm -hmm. I I really liked it. Okay. I liked it too because there's kind of like this uh, rule of thumb to character design, where if you if you want to design something that's scary, design it to be like really goofy at first, and then have that character just do something, and insanely horrific, and then that change that goofiness just changed to utter horror, which is why clowns are so scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that, but I just like the the standing the test of time. Like, if I still see a Michael Myers mask or the uh, old nah. hockey mask, those like bring that stuff back. Where this one doesn't. To me, it's just stupid. And it could be the, the scary movies. I think it is the scary it. movies. But yeah, I, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. And also, <laughs> Medea has a new movie coming out that like steals all the jokes from the scary Jesus movie I saw a commercial for. I swear, I swear Good to God, night. in the commercial at one point she says, I see white people. That was God. a joke from one of those movies. Night. Not even is it in, Marlon Wayans? This is, this is coming out soon? Yes. This is the new movie? It's a new Medea movie. Still it's a new Medea movie. Oh, Jeebus H. Is, uh... God damn it. Carry on, move on, move along. <laughs> My number four Who's the is... white girl that's in all those movies that's like was famous, but now her husband's really famous? Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Yeah, there Anna you Faris. go. All right. 
My number four is that, <laughs> coincidentally enough, the original title to Scream was quote-unquote scary movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the original title. Everybody went with that up until like almost the very end when uh, one of the Weinsteins decided to change it because it was too stupid. Or it's like he didn't like it. And he was listening to a Michael Jackson song, Scream, if you guys remember that one. And he's like, you know what, we should call this movie Scream. And then they did. Yeah, it's a much better title. Jeeves Age. Scary movie. There you go. Number three. All right, Scott, three. Number three. And this is uh, something that always drives me insane. It's when they start using the computer jargon. Jargon. Yes. (laughs) Jargon. Computer jargon. So there are two parts to this. Uh, The first is that one of the big plot points is that they're running the the phone numbers to see who's calling Sydney and other people. And they say multiple times, oh, all the numbers are being cross-referenced. Like, that, such a, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it means somebody's looking at them. So just say that. <laughs> they're not running a computer program to figure it out. So that's the first thing. The second part is when... Uh, Sydney uses her computer or tries to use her computer to dial 911. And as the text is scrolling across, it makes like the the same sound effect. Yeah, it makes the same sound effect like from the hunt for Red October when they're showing the location names. It drives me insane. What's doing like radar pings? <laughs> movie gooey. It was a movie gooey. Well, that's my number three, movie gooey. <laughs> that just drives me insane. So you described it perfectly right there. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I don't remember that part <laughs> of the movie. Movie gooey. Oh no, there's an attacker in my house. I better dial nine one one on my computer and chat with a nine one one operator. And then she said, "There's a killer in my house." And the operator said, "What are you wearing?" I said, "Hello, Sydney." All right. All right. Well, then my number three is Courtney Cox. She's terrible. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I could not disagree more. That's all I'm going to say. About she that fell now. in. She fell in love with David Arquette because of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Dewey better than I like her character. Oh God. <laughs> I think I just don't like her character. Her as an actress, I don't know. Saddlebags. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I'm nitpicking here and stuff. Like she's not that bad, but I'm trying to come up with reasons I don't like, and that's one of them. All right, so Alex already did his three. So, Scott, you're number two. <laughs> Falling on the heels of me disagreeing with Jeff about an actor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Matthew Lillard. <laughs> oh, you didn't like him? I, I did originally, but watching it again, it was like, uh, He's oh, such okay. like a... Just constantly mugging for the camera and talking like this. And it's... Like Christopher Walken. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> moved into John Travolta. Yeah, oh my did. gosh! Oh my gosh! Uh, it, it just well, yeah. It's, he's good. He's good at the end of the movie, like when when they do the whole stabbing thing. But before that, he's just spoilers. completely obnoxious. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. He's completely obnoxious. Yeah. Watching it again, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, I saw Matthew Lillard, uh, and I was like, oh. I'm watching his performance through rose-tinted glasses because of uh, all the good vibes that I got from Hackers. Yeah. He was awesome in that. Yeah, he was. He was the roller skater in that movie? What? They all roller skated. Oh. Yeah. He was the, the, the hippie one. Okay. Serial killer. They all roller skated in that movie? They all roller bladed. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's the future. <laughs> All, don't, don't you remember, Jeff, all the cool kids when you went to high school were rollerbladers? Mm-hmm. No, that's not true, because I was a rollerblader and was not a cool kid. Oh. All right. All right, um, my number two is the reason behind the why they were killing and trying to frame her dad and all this stuff. I just thought it was dumb. Because she was having an affair. With his mom. Yeah, it was just a stupid reason to carry out all this crap and well, they, they, backstory... They, well, when you I, watching that scene again, you, when you watch him explain, like why, at first he's like, "Oh, we did it just because, you know, for fun," but then he's like, "Well, try this out." And he's like, "Because your mom slept with my dad," 
And you look over at uh, Stu at Matthew Lillard, and he actually looks surprised. So he didn't know that that uh, Skeet was actually like had issues. It was an actual psycho for a really long time. So yeah. it adds a little bit to it. So. I guess like I compare this to the, the movies that they're you know they're paying homage to and making fun of, and it's just you know Jason, Freddy. Uh, Michael Myers, they all have very simple backgrounds, and this is a little, just a little too convoluted for me for what it's supposed to be making fun of. Like I said, I'm nitpicking here, but that's my number two. Alex. I'm your father's brother's cousin's former roommate. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, now, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably am. I should have seen this movie throughout the week, but I didn't. But I read, I read the wiki. But uh, no, no boobies, right? There's no boobies in this slasher film. I think Nev Cannibal was in a bra. Yeah, sexy, yeah but that was it, right? And there, and there were uh, Rose McGowan's nipples. Oh yeah, she bared them. No. Oh well then, sweater sweater nipples. Yeah. Ah, yeah. See, my number two, no boobies. That, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that. Perf, but you're right. I agree. <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Well, the slash movie must have boobies. Well. Yeah, all right. Alex, I mean, Scott, number one. <laughs> number one uh, is just how goddamn clumsy the, the killer is. He's constantly, like, falling over stuff. So, like, if you go back and watch a movie, like, scary movie or those other spoofs that got out of it, uh, how the killer is just constantly getting slapped around and tripping over shit. That's not like <laughs> they're not exaggerating. That's how it actually is in this movie. Yeah, I think it was Dick Van Dyke just, that was playing the slasher. Yeah, it was uh, a little goofy at points. Like, and I get that it's supposed to be you know turning on these tropes in their heads, but it's <laughs> at points it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I agree with you. Although I went to. Um... Where's that place we meet for lunch the other day? And all these high schoolers were out having lunch there. Uh, teenagers do act that stupid. They're the most awkward people on this planet, man. <laughs> we saw your truck, but we didn't yeah. see you because you didn't go into uh, whatchamacallit. Maybe went to Lamppost. I don't know. But yeah. I did go in there the other day, and it was like these teenagers are just so awkward. And it was like, yeah, so if they're really teenagers trying to murder people, they would uh, be they would be tripping over stuff, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Like real teenagers, not Hollywood teenagers, like you said in your first one. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but I do agree. It uh, kind of loses the scare factor, and the guy keeps tripping over his robe and the what do you call? It? What's the the Dick Van Dyke trip box? <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> just the, on the Ottoman. Ottoman. Whoa. Um, my number one, and I don't even know this is true, but I'm going to say it's true just because <laughs> I've kind of. <laughs> Stopped watching horror movies mostly, but the fact that they made fun of, here you go, Brian, all the tropes of slasher movies in this movie, (laughs) it kind of killed slasher movies. Like, we still have horror movies, but these, like, main bad, like, these boogeyman guys don't seem to be there anymore. Is that true? Um, I'm trying to think of new ones since, since, well, Scream became, the the guy wearing the screen became a thing. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. After that, yeah, I don't, I don't know. There was, there's like, there's like the, there's I the guess, saw. But he's not yeah, there's a saw. The traditional slash. True. Yeah, and then there's the Final Destination movies where there's not really a villain, but they're basically those, the, those are basically slash movies. Yeah, the environment is yeah, slashing yeah. the kids. Uh, I wouldn't but, count Final Destination, but Saw definitely Jigsaw. I would say that. Like anyway, just kind of fact that it kind of did kill this genre, which maybe is. Like I said, I saw the new Nightmare the other day. Fucking terrible. So maybe they should have died, but... <laughs> that actually ties to my top number five, but we'll get to that. All right. Well, what's your worst number five? Worst number or... one is <laughs> this, this goddamn movie launched Jamie Kennedy's career. I thought MTV launched his career. Oh, I didn't have MTV, so it was this fucking movie that did it. <laughs> Okay. For me, and we got the stupid X Factor, and or uh, yeah, no, it wasn't the X Factor. It was Jamie Kennedy's whatever experiment or something. Gah, 
And then I just saw him in the latest Tremors that was on Netflix. <laughs> Why would you watch that? Direct to Netflix because there was nothing on. It was like there was Tremors 1 and then Tremors 5. I'm like, well, let's, we've already seen one. So let's watch Tremors 5. No, you just watch one and you end it. How could you possibly have understood what was happening in 5, Alex, if you didn't watch the other two? <laughs> it was weird. Awesome, amazing special effects for some reason in this movie. But other than that, um, yeah, I, Jamie, Jamie Kennedy. Okay. I have no problem with Jamie Kennedy. He's just a guy. <laughs> yeah, and I think the experiment show was before Scream. That wasn't. Because I remember people making a big deal about it, like, hey, the guy from MTV's in it. I think. Don't quote me on that. But. No, because his experiment prank show was on Channel 5. The WB. or the, Yeah, the, it was on the WB before it was the CW. Also, you're wrong, Alex. Well, he, some... he was in Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> was he? Yeah. I don't remember that. <laughs> Let me check. Click, 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 click. Yep, check. All right. All right, cool. So now on to our top five. Scott, which okay. number five? Okay. Uh, my number five is the is the opening bait and switch. You get the the biggest name in the entire cast in the first very first scene. You think, okay, I guess she's gonna be the protagonist in this or whatever. And then, nope. <laughs> yeah, they they introduce the killer and get pretty well semi-horrific death anyway yeah oh she gets gutted yeah there's something about like it's one thing if somebody's head gets chopped off and there's a big splurt of blood like uh, kill bill or something like that it's another thing to watch somebody get stabbed like that's ugh. Mm-hmm. repeatedly so yeah the, yeah, the opening is... scene with drew barrymore is basically that boils down to. Well, right. this is my number one, so <laughs> it was an this awesome. My number kid. two. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Drew Barrymore, top billing. Do I win something for getting somebody from everybody else's list? You suck for putting it at number five, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was it was a nice, yeah, it was a nice bait and switch. It was awesome. It, it totally got me. I would say, just forget the bait and switch part. It's just a really cool horror scene, right? Like, this is how you do it. Like, this is like Wes Craven, like, coming back. Like, I'm back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the... So, I, I'd say even more so than maybe the costume is the, the guy doing the voice. So, so it's actually yeah. a whole separate actor doing that voice. And I think that, more than the costume, makes the character... I would agree with that, mm-hmm. I would think. I mean, the combination, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, the voice. Yeah, and just the typical, I mean, she's already, it starts off right there, like, oh, it's just a bunch, you know, a big boob blonde's gonna run upstairs when she did to do this, and the same stuff, then it all just happens, right? And, you know, Jason's the killer in the first movie. Wrong, bitch! Yeah, like they, they, <laughs> you wouldn't know. I, you know what, Scraven wanted to, like, call other people, that was his way to, like, <laughs> call out everybody who's ever been wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I like how she says all the sequels to Nightmare suck, and Wes Craven actually directed one of the sequels, so kind of shouted himself a little bit. Because well, I think sold, he, he, sold, he did sell the rights to all of the sequels to, to yeah. like some other company, so he he did not like most of them. No, I'm saying he did direct. He did the last one, the new Nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. He, yeah, he oh, shadowed West. over the sequels, but one of them is his own. So, well, he deserved it. <laughs> it's it's, it's um, nice to know that he knew it. But for, yeah, that I mean, one, for that one, at least. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's got they make the nice death at the end, and and but it is yeah. I don't know. I think it's like number two for me. Awesome. Can't believe you had number five. I would hear one. Interested in hearing your others. Yeah, number one um, for me. Anyways. Okay, my number five is the um, kind of which I think Alex or one of you guys had in your worst is the Jamie Kennedy watching the horror movie in the party. I like that scene of him just, and that just reminds me of just people hanging out watching movies, and the one dude, Alex, 
who's saying every line in the what? movie and ruin it for everybody. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah, any, right. Anymore. <laughs> or any less, either. <laughs> True. So, I know. I just like that scene and in the way that, you know, I'll be back. I'll be right back. And he goes to get a drink and blah, blah, you know what happens. So. There you go. That's my number five. Your All number right. five, Alex. My number five was your number one for being the worst, which is this movie actually revitalized the slasher genre. Maybe not critically, but uh, a lot more studios were putting money into uh, slasher movies again. So we got an influx of uh, eh, semi, semi-decent slashers. What was it we like? We just couldn't name any, so what are they? Candyman? Did they come after us? That was this? before this. After this? Yeah, <laughs> but there was a lot of them going like straight to video and everything. So everybody thought slashers were kind of eh, <laughs> was whatever. Revitalizing it. <laughs> no, before Scream, they went straight uh, okay. to video. Yeah, afterwards there was mm, a revitalization of the genre. I mean, there, there it is, number five. Well, it, I, I will say that it was, it's, it's like it's probably the slasher flick for my generation. Mm-hmm. So, so, hey, mine too. Our generation. <laughs> Maybe not Jeff. I, I would, I would say, um, yeah, that that's true for you guys. I I, I call I find, kind of fall right in between those two generations, but I think it's more Blair Witch bringing back the horror movies because that's when you got all the found footage movies, right? Right. Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah. And that they came out in the mid late nineties, right? So I, it's probably a combination of the two, but. That's why I think you got the paranormal movies and the, um, I already forgot them now, but I got to stop drinking. <laughs> well, maybe for tonight. <laughs> Said no Jeff ever. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, yeah, Sydney. Jeff's dead. <laughs> I'm now doing the podcast. All right. oh. That was dumb. That's a All right. Uh, Scott, number four. My number four is Officer Dewey. <laughs> uh, David Arquette's character is such a goofball in this. Yeah. Scott, I couldn't disagree with you more. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, uh, I, I like that. Did I don't know if they ever explained why they call him Dewey, but it sounds like it's just kind of shorthand for doofus. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like I like they kind of keep going back to him like he might be the killer so like when Nev Cam opens the door and he's standing there like he's got like the mask on like who the fuck does that <laughs> he's like wearing the mask um and the fact that he takes uh Courtney Cox Gail Weathers with him as he's doing police work and uh that he's pretty much bad at his job but he's got to get hired uh he's kind of the not necessarily the comic relief but uh, kind of the uh, comic relief. Part of the comic relief, but he's. <laughs> I'd say he's entirely the heart of the movie, but he's a big part of it. So just to add on there, I mean, I like I said, I don't mind him, but talking about earlier how they're too old. I mean, like they're literally the girls are having a sleepover, and he's like the brother who you know the younger brother who keeps like knocking on the door. Like, yeah. and these people are in their mid late twenties, right? It's like, oh god, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, my number four is the death of Rose McGowan in this movie. Just going down there with her nipple sticking out of her sweater. <laughs> never never showing him. Trying to escape through the uh, dog door and the garage door, which I don't think I've ever like, seen one of those. It wasn't even a dog but, door, um... it was like a cat door. I guess it would work for a really small dog, but... Yeah. They showed the cat going and, in. And, uh, yeah, her... She, her um... She couldn't fit through the dog or through the cat door, and apparently the garage door is still strong enough to lift her up, which is bullcrap. <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's no way that happens. I, I can it. say like my garage door. <laughs> if like for most garage doors, if you like put something in front of it, it won't even fucking open. Like let alone before you start applying pressure to overcome that one horsepower that's lifting them up. Yeah, so that's great. Hey, one one horse is pretty strong. Uh, so so a couple. Couple things about, about this. So, so this is this, the garage door scene is actually my number two. Um, yeah, um, there's that. 
in trivia, they say that Rose McGowan actually was able to fit through the door. <laughs> she could have actually squeeze herself through there when they were filming. Um, and finally, I don't know whether this was intentional or not, but like in the, the scene right before that, when uh, Matthew Lillard asked her to get a beer, they're watching uh, more horror movies and they talk about how, uh, why do people have to get nude? And then somebody walks in and says, oh, is somebody nude yet? And Rose McGowan says the line basically, see, this is what I'm talking about, tits. And then the very next scene, she's got like the, <laughs> the nickels sticking sticking yeah, through So I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I think it was. It'd be better if she had was... no sweater. I thought that just, was earlier just in the saying. movie when she said that line. It was like Jane, they were talking about um, um, Halloween, Scream Queen. Yeah, no, that was like right before that, right before she goes after. Okay. Her. All right, because I remember the line they're talking about. She's got a nice set of lungs on her, and she goes, "Yeah, see, tits." Yeah. Like like that. That. yeah. Anyway, I liked it. She was hot in the movie, and she gets killed, and her her boobs were sticking out. So there you go. She was hot. Mm-hmm. Um, not lately, Jesus Christ! She said work done. She looks terrible. Well, you, Rose McGowan, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> Put that machine gun leg back on and kick ass. All right, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it mine? No, oh, Alex number four. My number four is I like that this movie, to an extent, was in on the joke. It was self-referential. I enjoyed that a lot. I like movies that, you know, one of my favorite things is when they break the fourth wall correctly, and I think this movie did that. So that's my number four. All right. Well, just well, that's my number one. Easy peasy. Yeah, I just like the fact the whole concept of this movie, making it scary while doing all the tropes, Brian, and uh, <laughs> doing all the Brian yeah, tropes. Like we already mentioned, Scott just mentioned one with you know big boobs and uh, they'll mm-hmm. all be right back and the, the virgin. Once you, once you become a leisure virginity, you're gonna die. That's what happens with Sid, all that stuff, right? It's just. And let's not forget Henry Winkler's in the movie. Yes, yes. Let's, let's right. not forget that. Yes, this is true. Those are balls. <laughs> Those are balls. Because <laughs> I think, seriously, the last thing I saw him in was like, Happy Day, Scream, and then Arrested Development. I think... <laughs> Waterboy. Oh, and Waterboy. Yeah, Waterboy. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott, you're number three. Number three is the Scream mask. <laughs> uh, okay. It, yeah, it's iconic... Uh, so I mean that that's the thing about all these these super famous slasher movies, except for again like Final Destination, uh, where you have the iconic villain, and that's what they did with this movie. They made a new made a new one. Uh, the the mask plays as it were. I want you to admit that the nose plays. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I already spoke on that, so I got nothing else to add there. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three is a, I think someone already mentioned this. It's at the end when they're doing, yeah, you know, they have their dad and they start stabbing each other to frame the dad, and it just starts it start whining and complaining. I'm really bleeding out, man. <laughs> oh, that's my number three too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that was awesome. He's like, that's teenagers okay, man, that's not enough. thinking of a plan all the way correctly. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, I think that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's really starting to hurt, man. <laughs> so the first couple of stabs are all right. <laughs> it really starts to hurt after the third one. Yeah, and it like turns into a game of like you know you punching your buddy on the shoulder and just doing it harder and harder. <laughs> Except they're stabbing each other and doing it worse each time. Funny, Alex. You number? Th- oh, you just said that was your number three. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Scott. Number two. Number two again was the garage door scene. Okay, um, and I already said my number two, which was the Drew Barrymore uh, intro to the movie. So, Alex, your number two. My number two is that some of the kills happen like when there's maybe not daylight, but it, there's bright light in there. There's it's not like oh everything's in the shadows or we cut away and then we see somebody die or something like that. It's like you you see the killer coming at people like completely and it works. It's not like. Mm-hmm. Uh, hiding the wampa in this in the snow cave where it was a lot better when you didn't see him you know you see that the thing the the guy that's coming after you is obviously human obviously in a suit in a stupid ghost mask but he's got a knife and he's gonna stab you to death yeah so i thought that worked really well in, in favor of the movie yeah the uh the house 
where like the last half of the movie takes place. So it turns out to be a very effective set piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, daylight killings, man. Yeah, like, I think I mentioned it in our ha- Halloween episode where there's not many killings in the daytime in Halloween, but the fact that he's like kind of stalking them and it's bright, you know, broad daylight and she's walking home from school. Yeah, it's freaky when it's not all at night. Yeah. I like that. It's very brazen of a serial killer to do. Yeah. All right, Scott, you're number one? Number one, yeah. uh, just to elaborate a little more on the the scene at the end where they're stabbing each other is my number one. The... Yeah. <laughs> The Matthew, Matthew Leard almost makes up for the rest of the movie here. With the I think I'm dying here. <laughs> the, the part where he's on the phone. My parents are going to be so mad at me. <laughs> I like school. Yeah. Uh, or or in a little bit of trivia here. Um, so Skeet Ulrich uh, has the phone and he like gets mad and he throws it away and it winds up hitting Matthew Leard in the back of the head. Like, that wasn't scripted. Like, he accidentally did that. But Matthew Lillard, like, ad-libbed that with, Why'd you have to hit me with the phone, you dick? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he, Wes Craven liked it, so they, it stayed. But, yeah, I, I, like Jeff said, them, like, they, they started off with this big master plan, and they just turned into a couple of idiots as soon as, like, <laughs> as soon as they have to improvise a little bit, you know. There you All have right. it. Good number one. Uh, my number one I already mentioned was the just the whole concept and the the movie within a movie and um, just making fun of itself and the type of genres and tropes and everything. So that's my number one. And mine yep. was uh, the Drew Barrymore twist and the the subsequent kill. All right. You say Drew Barrymore tits? I wish. Oh. You wish you said it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I said it and I wish I saw it. Damn it! What's the what? Yeah, Dave. Uh, David Letterman saw him. I mean, come on. That's true. I like to do more than just dance with her. <laughs> One more mouth burst from you. I'm going to strangle you with my microphone cord. All right. <laughs> now our crossover topic: our favorite slasher deaths. Scott, number five. All right. My number five is. Uh... One that actually happens off screen, but, uh, and this is cheating a little bit, I guess. But Silence of the Lambs, when Hannibal gets a facelift. Yeah. As, uh, seeing that, seeing that movie in theaters as a kid. <laughs> Jesus. This, this goes back to many conversations we've had about poor adult supervision. Uh, uh, that was just. Dis- Silence of the Lambs, I don't want to see no farm movie. Yeah. That was. Disturbing as shit. First time I saw it. I mean, it's still disturbing, but that one stuck with me for a while. So that's my number five. It's pretty horrible. Yeesh. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. All right. My number five comes. So I try to stick mine strictly to slasher movies. So like there are other good ones, like you said, Silence of the Lambs or Jaws or Alien or something like that. But I try to keep it mine to slasher ones. So, um. Mine is in Freddy vs. Jason when there's a guy in his bed and Jason pretty much just turns it into a fucking number one sleep <laughs> position and just folds him in half like a sandwich burrito. Oh, man. That's my number is one. That the, is, that, is that the one after he, like, <laughs> stabs him from behind, like, 18 times? No, this one, he, I think, just folds. I mean, he's done this before in other... I mean, there's, like, I don't know how many movies there are. But the one I remember is yeah. Freddy vs. Jason because that's the one I've seen most recently. And he just folds it up in half. Make a taco. <laughs> I've seen, yeah. When I went to see that movie, I just recently we like built up some of the other slashers, and uh, we saw the. I think it was Jason Three, where he goes back to the camp and he folds the cop in half. That just picks him up and folds him in half, <laughs> and then as soon as we were in the movie theater for this one, I looked at the guys and I'm like, "All right, all I want to see is somebody getting folding hat folded in half in this movie." And then it happened, like in the first ten minutes, and I was happy. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, that movie <laughs> actually awesome. starts out pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. You have the girl, the nude girl, and the skinny dipping and trips and falls, and yeah. It turns out to be a pretty big crap fest, but the beginning is pretty good. <laughs> All right, Alex, your number five. My number five is actually Johnny Depp getting sucked into that bed in uh, the first Nightmare 
Nightmare on Elm Street. Or Fred, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. It just gets sucked yeah. into the bed. I mean, it's cool because all that blood just comes gushing out right into the ceiling and stuff. It was a cool effect. But you don't... I mean, you just, it, it's, it boils down to you get sucked into the bed, something happens, and then blood. So, yeah. effective, and I like it, but it's my number five. It's not the best. Best death ever. Right. So that's made my number three, and I just want to add one thing onto it. I saw a documentary on Nightmare the other day, and that scene, and along with the other scene where you know the girls rotating like on the walls and the ceiling, it's in a rotating room, and for that scene with him in the bed too, and they they just poured all the blood out, and they didn't think, and it started shorting out all the electrical equipment, <laughs> and then also it got all the the. Um, blood like went into one corner so the guy the grips couldn't like hold it anymore and it started flipping like people almost died during that scene <laughs> oh, so that was pretty cool Yo, it was and man- i guess they, they were, were turning scene. it with manpower not with machines yeah it was like a it was a well-balanced <laughs> thing so they just had some grips oh, shit. just move it and i mean if it was a machine then that would have shorted out it would have been even worse uh, well it would have uh, been stuck maybe in one position but anyways yeah, yeah. um the other thing was that they were supposed to be a scene where he he comes back up through the bed, and they showed some like behind the, like deleted scenes that looked terrible. So I'm glad he just got sucked in and never came out. So Jenny Deep. Yep. All right, Scott. Number four. Um, uh, number four is uh, I've mentioned this movie a few times, but Final Destination, uh, which is the Final Destination two. With the plate glass drop. Uh, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but about halfway through the movie, there's some asshole teenager standing in front of an office building. Um, about, I don't know, 30 or 40 stories up, there's a crane hauling this big sheet of plate glass to put in there. <laughs> and then a cop chase just goes right through that plate glass. It's amazing. You know, it being Final Destination, <laughs> the, uh, the crane, I think, Snaps or whatever, but the point is that the the glass falls and it utterly liquefies the kid when it hits. <laughs> it looks ridiculous, but it's completely horrible. So, yeah, that's hmm. my my number four. I um I don't think I've seen that one. Which is the one where they're on the freeway and the like the logs fall off of the thing and they go into the windshield and the guy can't step on his brakes because a water bottle goes underneath it. Um, yeah, wasn't that, the, about? wasn't that the first one? I thought that was the the second one. That might be the second one. Yeah. Second one. But oh yeah, day, it, that that was in the trailer, right? That's what they avoided. Yeah, that was that big wreck that they avoided. To okay, yeah, 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 yeah. To this day, I can't have a loose water bottle in my car. <laughs> <of that> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not even it's joking either. Advice. Like I just think Final Destination every time. I'm like, nope, we're gonna secure that shit. All right, uh, my number four. This is from Jason in Space. <laughs> Jason X. Yeah, I got and one from there, too. Uh, the old space. The old uh, captain, military dude, gets shot a bunch of times, and he goes and he closes the door, and he leans up against the door, and it's going to take a lot more than that to get this old man down. Then a giant machete goes through the steel door, throughout his chest, and he goes, yep, that'll do it, and dies. <laughs> So, so wasn't the yeah, well, that movie's uh, wasn't amazing. the hitch in that movie that they like normal Jason gets his ass kicked, then he becomes Super Jason. Like then that's how he's able to start wrecking shit. Um, like they're on the they're on no, the. Just, I think no, he was still he was still strong, but I think they were starting to get the better of him, and then he becomes Alien Jason, okay. and then all hell okay. breaks. Yeah, they're on, at that point they're onto his shenanigans. He needs to up his game. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that movie is fucking terrible. There's like that <laughs> robot chick, and oh god. But yep, mm-hmm. but that scene is that'll take a lot more than that to get the old guy down. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. <laughs> so yep, my number four, Scott, Alex, Jesus Christ, Alex. <laughs> well, my number four is also Jason X, Jason in space, but it was a different scene where the guy's like, "Hey, everybody, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in a horror movie. Oh my gosh. 
That was so good. Of course he dies. Because <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, he did want his machete back. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but nothing was fine after that. <laughs> All right. Scott, number three. Uh, my number three was the, the Johnny Depp in bed in Blood in the Ceiling. So. Okay. That was my number three as well. So, Alex, your number yeah. three. My number three was the Drew Barrymore death in Scream. I really liked it. Enough to be number three. Okay. I agree. I, I, I'm trying not to include ones we talk about in our top five list, but yes, that would definitely be in my list. Scott, number two. All right. My number two was from uh, Friday the 13th, part eight. <laughs> Jason Takes Manhattan. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if... Uh-huh. Bullshit, by the way. He's in Manhattan for like yeah, two Man- minutes. They're, they're basically on a ship the whole time. It makes no sense. <laughs> yes. Other than the fact they had no budget for this movie. Um, yeah. They wanted to tie Manhattan in somehow. But like towards the end, uh, one of the, the guys def- decides to fight back. He's like in this um, like red, white, and blue American flag style like tracksuit. And he decides he's going to take Jason head on. Jason, for some reason, has lost his machete. And so the guy just starts punching Jason um, until finally he just wears himself out. And then Jason grabs him and takes him to the railing. And then he literally punches his head off in one hit. And then tosses him over. Awesome. And it's amazing. Like, and for no other reason to see some guy in the American flag, dressed as the American flag, like punching Jason. Uh, it's a great scene. Yeah, that's pretty good. That movie holds a special place because I watched it at a sleepover with my friends that and shocker and <laughs> we were this is like junior high and we we're doing bloody mary and candy man in the mirror and all that stuff i was having fun but scared out of my mind at the same time <laughs> and then we had a pillow fight <laughs> all right um my number two is in it's in one of the nightmare in, or sorry one of the um Friday the 13th movies, but I also do it again in again. Jason in Space again, and it's the girls in the sleeping bags. Oh Wait, that happened twice? I only I thought that was only on Jason X. No, it actually happens in one of the earlier movies where he, gra- he just grabs her, pulls her out of the tent, and slams her against the tree. <laughs> and then in the Jason versus X, he does the same thing, except he beats one girl with the other girl. Oh, it's <laughs> fucking hilarious. And it turns out there's a hologram and a dude playing VR. Then he gets killed. Yeah. It turns out they were yeah. trying to distract him. So they go, oh, all of a sudden, here's these promiscuous teenagers. Hey. <laughs> and the next thing you know, he's just... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. That's my number two. What's yours? Oh, my number two is in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think it was four, the new Nightmare where there's this one girl that really likes being fit and everything, but then Freddy puts her in her nightmare where she's in a quote-unquote roach motel. So when he like when she goes to lift, but then he forces her hands down, and then all of a sudden her elbows, like her skin splits open, and it's kind of like the exoskeleton of a cockroach under that, and she turns into a roach, like gradually. Oh, so gross. That, that's one that... Again. I know. Cockroach. Road. That, really, that really just haunted me forever when I was a kid. So, ugh. I think that's Dream Master. No, it wasn't five. Well, New Nightmare is the last one, so it's not definitely not New Nightmare. It wasn't New Nightmare. Dream Warrior. Dream Warriors. Okay. Yeah, that's. But yeah, that yeah, freaked I, me out. Cool. There's I don't Kaf- remember that. Kafka esque shit going on there. And, <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. All right, my number one uh, was perhaps the all-timer, the, uh, the shower scene in Psycho. Ah, classic. Uh, kind of the... when you Oh, when you saw Anne Heche's butthole? <laughs> That's not the I original. Don't even know what, oh. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> Anne Heche's butthole. Let's, Let's all, all go, go inside. inside. <laughs> <laughs> That's our friends Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. There you go. Yeah, close personal I, friends. Uh, I was unaware of that. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> yes, the the original no the the original Psycho from the sixties. That one. The Janet Lee. Chocolate syrup. Right down the drain. I was gonna say I wouldn't call it a slasher movie, but she gets slashed in that scene, so it counts. Yeah. Yep. Classic. Very good one. Very good. Um, my number one is just the classic Mike Myers stabbing that guy in the kitchen and pinning him up against the wall. So cool. Oh, that seems yeah, that seems cool. Yeah, he just pins, picks him up, stabs him. He just hangs there and. That's when he does his old little head tilts and oh, so creepy. It was like I didn't know I could do this. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my therapist was right. If I put my mind to it, I could do anything. <laughs> and another reason I was scared, like I would never go rent these movies when I was younger. But if they were on TV, I felt safer because like, oh, they'll edit out <laughs> the bad parts. But Halloween really doesn't have that much blood and gore in it, so for the most part. If I remember correctly, most of the stuff is in there, and that scene was definitely there. I was like, "Oh god, that's scary." <laughs> that's the mark of a good horror movie, right there. Yeah, just like Psycho. There's no blood in Psycho. Well, black and white uh, blood down, going down yeah, the drain. Down the drain. Yeah. Chocolate syrup. And Anne Hache's butthole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They didn't censor that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your number one? Uh, the cops being folded in half. We already talked about this, but people okay. getting folded in half by Jason. Endlessly entertaining. <laughs> All right, sounds good. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. And uh, this week I was uh, asked to define a term that somebody didn't know, and I'm surprised uh, this is a very popular sports term. It's called a clutch keenum. Jesus you guys know about this? You guys haven't heard of a clutch keenum? Uh, no, what what is a clutch keenum? Okay, well, you know when somebody does something in the clutch, right? It's something that needs to happen in all sports, really. It's just it's something amazing that happens that needed to happen in order for the team to win or to score a point. But the keenum added to it is that it happens to somebody that is somehow tied to Keenum Ivory Wayne's. I don't think that's how you spell or pronounce his first name. Yeah, clutch keenum. No. It's like, oh, that guy pulled a clutch Keenum. Are you sure? And then they have to do a background check. Yep, he's right. It's a clutch Keenum. Keenum Ivory Wayans. Are you perhaps confusing Rams quarterback Case Keenum as being well, clutch, which would also be a mistake? Right there. It's kind of it's kind of running because in parallel to Keenum, Keenum, Keenum Ivory Wayans. Oh, I did. I did not know that. No, is this like yeah. pulling a homer? <laughs> no, pulling a homer is well. It's kind of like that. It was defined after maybe a real person doing something, okay. but yeah. In more real nudes, <laughs> Vegas. You is know one step- so little about sports. They didn't even know what the hell you're. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas is one step closer to getting a football team. They're so rich, they're fabricating a team all, you know, on their own. I think they're thinking about calling it the Raiders. Okay. And I like sports. It's time for Neom News. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. (laughs) What do we got, Scott? All right. uh, Start off with a review. I watched The Nice Guys, the latest Shane Black flick. Oh, I want uh, to see this. Starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Ryan Gosling. Uh, a definitely recommend. It was pretty hilarious. Uh, for anybody that's a fan of Shane Black, uh, recommend if you liked um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Or um, what was the last one between there? Um, Iron Man Three. Lethal Weapon. Not so much Iron Man 3. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch The Nice Guys. Um, some very funny things going on in that movie where uh, Shane Black takes a lot of the um, cop act- action movie tropes, Brian, and uh, <laughs> tropes, Brian, and, uh, plays around with them 
to great comical effect. Ryan Gosling, uh, I, Gosling. I, I never thought all that much about him as an actor. I thought he was okay, but he's pretty damn funny in this movie. Uh, you didn't like his performance in Drive? I haven't seen Drive. Oh, it's good. He just looks at people. Mm. Oh. <laughs> and Russell Crowe kind of plays a straight man here, but he's also good. Uh, Does his band play in the soundtrack? Fighting around the world. No. <laughs> My singing is poetry, you vagina. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Watch it. The nice guys. Awesome. Uh, I want to see it. I am three episodes in now into Luke Cage. Uh, oh, you. Um, so, you know, I, I want to finish before I rank them. But so far of the the three seasons that have been out for the for the Marvel TV on Netflix, this is probably would rank my fourth. Um, the soundtrack is amazing, though. By far the best music of, of the four in the series. Um, it's still well acted. Uh, I feel it's a little... Like, the stakes... I think the problem is the stakes are a little low for me so far. Um, that and... You really don't have, like, the comic book villain like you did in the other two. <laughs> oh, just, just okay. wait. <laughs> yeah, keep okay, watching. Well, I, I plan on it. Like, I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. That, you know, even, even though it is... Um, the least of them so far for me, you know, I still like it. still dig it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, again, uh, stay for... <laughs> watch the soundtrack. Stay for everything else, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm at the same point. I finished the first three, and I same pretty much everything you're saying exactly the same. It's my least favorite so far. I feel the villains are kind of weak, and when they do have action scenes, because his superpower is just invincible, there's no action. He just walks really. He's like Terminator. He just walks really yeah. slowly, and so. But I'm gonna keep watching. But I, I'm pretty much echoing everything you said. Yeah. So. Well, you haven't finished it either. No, I, I'm I'm finding it hard. Like, there's so much stuff on, and I'm like it hasn't hooked me yet. So I'm not oh, really. Man. I'm also playing the video games right now too, which is cutting in on TV time. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I loved it, beginning to end. I've seen the whole thing. It's awesome. All right. Good to know. Yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. All right, I have a couple things. Um. The Star Wars Rogue One trailer came out, the latest one. Did you guys see that? I have not seen it yet. Okay. It's uh, pretty good. It explains a little more plot points in this one. Kind of who's who and what's going on. So I kind of like that. Um, Yeah, I thought Forrest Whitaker was going to be a bad guy. Turns out not so much after I watched this trailer. No, he's just uh, one of those people. One dude with a robot leg. Yeah. He's a worshiping alien volcano people. What are they called? Dianetics. <laughs> Scientologist. Yeah, he's a Scientologist. Um, no, I actually like him in his movies. So I don't know. I think his character's not going to be that big of one. But I'm going in here with very low expectations because, as we know, Force Awakens wasn't that good for me. So this lowered one... expectations. <laughs> But a trailer, you can always make a Star Wars trailer good. Like, I love Phantom Menace trailer, so <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do? Watch this movie. That's what we're going to do. And the other thing, I just like I said, I mentioned playing uh, video games. I got Gears of War 4, started on that. Pretty good. I mean, if you like the series, I would say get this game. Um, and then Alex and I and a friend were playing Drunk... Was it? Junkenstein. Yeah, Dr. Junkenstein's Overwatch. On Overwatch. If you're not playing that, play that. It's an October thing. It's a lot of fun. It's like Horde mode, but oh, it's a lot of fun. It and it's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so. a high degree of difficulty change between easy and medium. Yeah, and I've seen hard, and it's re- hard is even, like, it's impossible for people with my level of skill. Jesus Jeez, Christ. <laughs> so, but it's a lot of fun. So I recommend it. If you're playing Overwatch, go to the Brawl. Because I don't normally do those. This is the first one I actually went and tried. So, that's it. Anything, right. Alex? 
Nope. You want to hear more right. about sports? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. Numero uno. Raise some hell. So break out your leather, your bondage. Hey, well, I thought Hellraiser, not the Matrix. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> wait. Just wait. Oh, okay. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.